0: This place, oh God, be magnified in our lives and let all the glory return to you in Jesus' mighty name, everlasting Father God in heaven. Even as we go into your word, we ask that you would minister life and light unto us, oh God, for your words and at the entrance of your word, bring the light, and that light is Holy Spirit. I pray that you will remove every veil upon the heart of everyone that is here that is watching us online and so that lord may your people be blessed and let your name be glorified in jesus mighty and matchless name have amen and amen amen praise the name of the lord hallelujah praise god amen officially i want to say happy new year although we are three weeks into the new year but again um we give god praise for the privilege to gather here once again as a family for us to fellowship hallelujah the Bible said that I was glad when they said to me let us go into the house of the Lord hallelujah and quickly we'll just read God's word with me If if you don't mind please stand with me as we read God's word it's a sign of honor it's a proof that we acknowledge his majesty and we read together one to go in the same way the spirit comes to us and helps us in our weaknesses We do not know what prayer to offer or how to offer it as we should. But the Spirit himself knows our need and at the right time intercedes on our behalf with sighs and groanings too deep for words. He who searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is because the Spirit intercedes before God on behalf of God's people and in accordance with God's will. And we know with great confidence that God who is deeply concerned about us Causes all things to work together as a plan for good for those who love God To those who are called according to his plan and purpose For those whom he foreknew and loved and chose beforehand He also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son and ultimately share in his complete sanctification. So that we, he would firstborn be the most beloved and honored among many believers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. Declared free of guilt of sin. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. Raising them to a heavenly dignity. Hallelujah. Amen. Please be seated for God's word. Hallelujah. Amen. For those of us who perhaps today is the very first time you're coming in contact with us by virtue of watching us online or perhaps you're here on site, um, since the month of January started, we've been looking at the subject of what it means about our destiny. Praise God. And so for today, I'm carrying on from there on, from then on to, um, Go into the third part of the sermon, which is what the same destiny matters. Hallelujah. And so for the sake of brief recap, just to bring everybody up on the same page, I recall that when we started this subject, I said that we can never discuss the aspect of destiny without first of all establishing our identity. Praise God. And I say this critically because it's your heritage. It's in your DNA as a child of God. To what? Fulfill your destiny? Praise God. And as a matter of fact, it's your covenant right as a child of God. Praise God. Because your destiny is not just an ordinary one, but it's a one full of glory. Hallelujah. Like the scripture we read, it says that what? For those whom he what? For knew, those he predestined and justified. He not only justified you, but he called you unto glory. Hallelujah. When you look into detail what it means, glory. Glory means beauty. The highest epitome of beauty. You cannot add to it anymore, any longer. And that is the destiny of anyone who is in Christ. Hallelujah. And I carried on to say that when we are looking at the subject of destiny, destiny is of two dimensions. Number one is that destiny is collective in the sense that for those of us who call ourselves Christians, For those of us who identify Jesus as our Lord and personal Savior, that when we talk about destiny, we have a collective destiny. And that destiny is simple. That you and I are conformed to the image of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And so when you are looking at a template of who should I look like, praise God. Jesus is the example of what God intends for you and I to live like. When you look to the Gospels, you can identify of how glorious of a destiny Jesus had. Hallelujah. You know, I marvel in scripture when it says that when they came to arrest Jesus, and the people who came to arrest him were asking, who among you is the Lord? And he says, I am he. And the guy fell back. And I was wondering, what did you carry within you that had the potency and the force to even push the person backwards? Hallelujah. I'm, I'm just trying to give us an image that if you want to know the destiny that God has called you into, look to the life of Jesus. Jesus never at any point in time suffered defeat. No. What the enemy called defeat, Jesus called victory. Because the Bible said that what, for our sake, he was what, bruised. For our iniquities, Jesus suffered. That what? Through him, you and I would receive eternal redemption. Hallelujah. And I carried on to say that when it comes to the act of destiny, destiny is also an individual thing in the sense that it is unique. It is bespoke, tailored for you. Praise God. So in as much as we have a collective destiny, there is a unique role you and I must play in the body of Christ. And I said that destiny is very critical for some certain reasons. Number one is that your destiny is unlimited in scope. In other words, there is no limit to what you can do. Praise God. The day you say stop, is the day God stops. Why? Because the Bible said that what? And to him who is able to do, exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ever ask, think or imagine, according to the power, praise God, that will work it in us. So the more capacity you have in God, the more you can do in God. Hallelujah. I say this critical because if you are going to make 2022 different from last year, then there is a need for us to what? Develop capacity. You cannot do what you did last year, this year, and expect to be better. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And I said that your destiny precedes you in the sense that what? Your destiny was determined by God before you were born. Praise God. When you read Galatians 1 verse 1, Paul said that, I, Paul, who was called unto an apostle, when God separated me from my mother's womb. Praise God. Jeremiah 1 verse 5 says that, before I knew you, Sorry, before you were born, I knew you and I called you to be what? A prophet unto the nations. Number three, I said that what? Your past mistakes does not terminate your destiny. Oftentimes, we live in a society where the moment you make a mistake, everybody cancels you out. Praise God. Every good you did is nullified by one single act of error. Praise God. But when you're talking about your destiny in God, your mistakes of the past does not negate what God can do through you. As a matter of fact, when you read through scriptures, God is looking for those who had a messy past because only then is he able to prove why he's God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And I said here that also that your destiny was chosen by God. You don't choose your destiny. God had already chosen your destiny for you. And I said that what you're manifesting in destiny will benefit you and your generation. In other words, you are not just supposed to fulfill destiny for you and for you alone. There are people who would benefit as a result of your obedience. Praise God. Can you imagine if Abraham did not depart from where he was to where God was showing him? Would he have been a father of many nations today? Would we have called him the father of our faith? Absolutely not. And so you understand that your, your destiny has what your generations will benefit as a result of your obedience and conforming to what God has called you to do. And I said that your destiny can never be mismanaged by God. Because oftentimes, perhaps you are in the world and you thought you were having it good. And you're thinking, but if I abandon all these things... What does God have in store for me? And I say that what? Until you taste Jesus, every trace of carnality would go. Praise God. Because there is something about God that makes us lose taste of what the world has to offer. And so when you come in God, your God would never mismanage your destiny. Hallelujah. And I ended by saying that what? Your destiny is what? To be discovered. Hallelujah. I like this passage so much. Proverbs 5 verse 2. It says that what, that, that God, that it is the glory of God to conceal a matter. But it says that the honor of kings is to search it out. If there's anything I want to encourage you is that perhaps you don't know what God has called you to do. Or perhaps you are not sure or what your destiny truly is. My brother, my sister, take out time to find out. Praise God. Because it is better to find out than to be going in the wrong direction. Praise the Lord. You know, someone said that it is better to be uninformed than to be misinformed. Because when you have the wrong information, you're running into a total direction. But when you're uninformed, you're stagnant. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I carried on saying that what, there are ten demands of destiny, and so we began to look at the aspect of desire. That when it comes to the aspect of destiny, God places certain desires in us. That those desires is a proof of God wants of what God wants you to do. And I said that what every desire must also be complemented with a dream. Praise the Lord. Why? Because only what you are able to see with your mind is where your body is able to enter. Praise God. The Bible said that what and God told Abraham, as far as your eyes can see, that eyes was not physical eyes because your eyes can only see so far. But there is no limit to where your mind can go. Praise the Lord. When you read the book of Genesis 11, the Bible said that, and God said, these people are one. Let us go and disrupt them because there is nothing that can stop them for what they have committed their minds to do. Hallelujah. Number three is that what? Your destiny must be complemented with making decisions. Praise God. You must make a choice. Are you in God or out of God? Just like Joshua, he said, as for me and my house, we are what? We will serve the Lord. Hallelujah. And I carried on to say here that what? Sorry, apologies. That when it comes to destiny as well, every destiny has a detail. In other words, you must ask God what exactly and how? The how is how the details comes about. You asking God, yes, this is what you have called me to do. But tell me the how. How do you intend me to accomplish that which you have laid in my heart to do? And we ended it last Sunday by talking about the subject of discipline. Hallelujah. Paul was saying that I don't want to be like them who are shadow boxing. And yet, they aim at nothing. But I, one thing I do is that what? I discipline my body. That after having preached the gospel, I myself will not be cast away. There is every discipline for every calling. Hallelujah. And I give the example of Samson. When the angel visited Samson, Samson's mother, there were certain instructions given to Sam, uh, to the mother of what Samson can and cannot do. Hallelujah. And so today we are carrying on today. Look at the aspect of diligence in the few minutes that we have. Diligence. Diligence. You cannot fulfill destiny unto your diligence. The Bible says in Proverbs 12, verse 24, it says that what? The hand of the diligent will what? Will rule. But what? The lazy man will be put to forced labor. Hallelujah! And so you understand that it is not God's idea for you to be in something you don't enjoy. Hallelujah. But it will take diligence to enter into what God wants you to do. So then, what then is diligence? And I began to look at the scriptures. Jesus gave a very good example here. When you read up Mark 12 verse thirty, it says that what that there is, I have a baptism to be baptized. And it says how I am strengthened until what? It's accomplished. There are certain things that you and I, it may not be convenient. But I just must do it. Why? Because my destiny demands it of me. Hallelujah. My destiny demands it of me. You see, many a times for us in the Christian or even as human beings, we love glory, but yet we don't know what it takes to, to, to live in glory. Hallelujah. You see the story here concerning James and John. They came to meet Jesus. I want to believe that they have been seeing the remarkable things he was doing in his life. And they came and asked him and said, he says, then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to him saying, teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. And he said to them, what do you want me to do for you? And they said to him, grant us that we may sit on one on the, on your right and the other on your left, your glory. Hallelujah. In other words, they wanted the glory but not the work. Praise God. But Jesus answered them and said, You do not know what you ask. And he asked the question, Are you able to drink the cup that I drink? And be baptized with the baptism that I'm baptized with? Hallelujah. Are you willing to pay the price? There is a price for every glorious destiny. Destiny cannot be accomplished by wishing. Praise the Lord. I grew up, my mother would tell me every single time, if wishes were horses, even beggars would ride. But you understand that in life, there's nothing not like a free lunch. Praise God. In life, there is no free lunch. It will take diligence for you to enter into what God has called you to do. Oftentimes, I say that in the boutique of destiny, every destiny has a price tag. Praise the Lord. In the boutique of destiny, every destiny has a price tag. And so it's your responsibility to ask the price before you start wishing. Praise the Lord. You must first of all ask the price. What are you willing to pay? Praise the Lord. What are you willing to pay? Yes, there is a glory. Your destiny is a glorious one. But guess what? There is a price to pay for it. And the Bible tells us what, for, for, men, for many of us who are young here, the Bible said that what, it is better for a man to bear his yoke in his youth. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It is better for a man to bear what? His yoke in his youth. In other words, if there's any time to be most diligent, it's in your youthful days. Hallelujah. You must give yourself the disciplines and the demands of your calling. Hallelujah. Number two, Number 7. I said that destiny can only be accomplished by what? Determination. Praise the Lord. Destiny can only be accomplished by determination. Genesis chapter 32 is a very popular story. Praise God. You see, life will never give you what you want, only what you demand. Praise the Lord. Life would never give you what you desire, but only what you are able to demand of life. The Bible said that what? And an angel visited Jacob. Praise God. And, and we know the story. And it says, let me go for the day dawns. And Jacob said, I will not let you go. Guess what? Until you bless me. When you look at the life of Jacob, the Bible says in the book of Genesis 25, from verse twenty-three to 24, it says that God was speaking to, uh, to the mother of Jacob and Esau. And it says, in you are two nations. Praise God. In you are two nations. And what marveled me at that scripture was the fact that God was already addressing the end from the beginning. Praise the Lord. Because remember, it was at this point that Jacob's name changed from what? Jacob to Israel. Hallelujah. And so you understand that Jacob, I want to believe that Jacob understood that promise and said, if this be the case, I will not let you go until you bless me. You see, there are certain things that you must be determined to do. The aspect of the enemy is to bring discouragement and depression. But guess what? Until you're determined to see what God will do with your life, you will always be depressed. Praise God. Hallelujah. And I'm. Charging us this morning, there is a need for you and I to be what determined to see what God will do. Look at the story of, Se- of Naomi and Ruth. A very, very interesting story. The Bible said that what, Naomi had lost everything. Praise God. But you see, your destiny is tied to some people. And that's why you must be determined that wherever you go, I go. Whatever your God is, is my God. The Bible says that's what, and Ruth said, entreat me to leave thee, entreat me not, sorry, to leave thee or to return from following after thee. For where thou goest, I will go, and where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God shall be my God. It says, where thou diest, I will die, and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me. And more also, if ought but put, sorry, if ought but death, part thee and me. And he says, and when she saw, that statement, when she saw, when she saw that she was steadfastly minded, hallelujah, when she was determined to go with her, she left her, praise God. Then she left speaking unto her. Praise the Lord. I said here that on the path of destiny, you'll be discouraged by events and circumstances. It's a giving. It's a guarantee of life. Destiny can never be accomplished cheaply. But if you understand the role of determination, when those times come, you know how to respond adequately. Praise God. Will people disappoint you? Absolutely, yes. Will people forsake you? Absolutely, yes. But you must learn to what? Be determined to see what God will do. Because why? Just like the the Bible turns to the book of James, chapter 4, verse 7. It says that what? Resist the devil and he will flee. Praise God. Until you are determined, the devil will not let you go. Praise the Lord this is what the power of determination can do. When you are saying that I must see the end of this thing, I will not let you go, O oh Lord, until you bless me. That must be the approach for us this year. If we are going to see what God will do with our lives, if at all. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And the next one is what? The subject of discernment. Praise the Lord. If you're... To your destiny, you must be what? Discerning. The Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 14. It says, for as many as are led. Hallelujah. For as many as are led by the Spirit. It says what? They are the sons of God. They are the sons of God. On the path of destiny, you must understand this. Not every good thing is of God. Hallelujah. God gives good things. But not every good thing is what? Is for you. Let me put it that way. Not every good thing is for you. I say this and I'll say it again. Not every good thing is for you. And it takes discernment to understand what belongs to you. Praise the Lord. Not every good thing. Is for you. There are certain things that you must understand. Is this God or is this the devil trying to deceive me? Let's look at the scripture here. Looking about the power of discernment. The Bible says here that what? 2 Kings 4 from verse 8 to 9. It's all about the Shunammite woman. It says, and it fell on a day that Elisha passed through Shunem, Where she was, where was a great woman and she constrained him to eat bread. And so it was that as oft as he passed, he turned in that to eat bread. And verse 9, it says, and she said unto her husband, Behold, I perceive, hallelujah, I perceive that this holy man of God, praise God, which passeth by us continually, hallelujah. I perceive that this is a holy man of God, hallelujah. And that is what discernment will do. Descendment will tell you whether it's of God and not of God. And I tell you this. Because whenever I talk about aspect of discernment, then it becomes, we begin to live in fear. Is this God leading me? Or is it the devil leading me? And I tell you this. God is more willing to lead you than the devil is to deceive you. I'll say it again. God is way more willing to lead you then the devil is willing to deceive you. Praise God. And so you must understand that when it comes to God, God knows your vulnerabilities and is willing to walk with them. So long as you're allowing him to, or rather, you're willing to submit to his leading. Look at how discernment, or when you discern wrongly, the effects of it. The Bible says, you know the story, the, the story of the old and the young prophet. First Kings verse 13. I'll just read some part of scripture from verse 14 to 18. It says, And went after the man of God and found him sitting under an oak. And he said unto him, Are you the man of God who came from Judah? And he said, I am. And he said to him, Come home with me and eat bread. And he said, I cannot return with you nor go with you. Neither can I eat bread nor drink water with you in this place. For I have been told by the word of the Lord that you shall not eat bread nor drink water here nor return by going the way you came. And he said to him, I too am a prophet. You are. And an angel spoke to me by the word of the Lord saying, Bring him back with you to your house that he may eat bread and drink water. And the Bible said that he was lying to him. So the question is, how do I become discerning? You must subject yourself to scripture. Praise God. You must subject yourself to scripture. If you want to know how God speaks, read what God has written. Praise the Lord. You see, as a result of how long you spend with someone, you are able to know their voice even without you seeing their faces. Praise the Lord. The Bible said that what having your senses, being able to discern between good and evil, it can only come through what? The word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Because here, the scripture says that, and the word of the Lord told the young prophet, do not go. Always use the word as a basis for your decisions this year. Anything you want to do must be scriptural, must be backed by scripture. Hallelujah. Everything you want to do this year must be backed by scripture. When you are not sure, hold on. Praise the Lord. When you are not sure, it is better to be uninformed than to be what misinformed. Hallelujah. So long as it is backed up by scripture, God is committed to bringing it to pass. Because like the story we saw, God said, but he went with what the old prophet had said. Praise God. And we know how the story ended. The young prophet was eaten by a lion on his way back and all that story. But that's not our portion. Praise God. Because you must understand that as much as your destiny, the devil cannot destroy your destiny. He intends to deceive. That's his idea. To get us off track of what God has called us to do. And that's all he's going to be doing. But it will only take discernment because for everything God creates, Satan always creates a copy. But no matter how good a copy is, it will never be the original. Praise God. No matter how good a copy is, it will never be the original. And so let God be the one that is guiding. And we'll see where God will take us to. Hallelujah. And I say that it takes discernment to distinguish between destiny and distraction. Praise God. It takes discernment to distinguish between destiny and distraction. And number nine is that what if you must fulfill destiny, then you must be willing to take risks. Praise God. Destiny only belongs to the bold. Hallelujah. And that is why if there's anything you must pray this year, as one of your prayer points is that, Lord, help me to be bold. Help me to be bold. Because I, you know, I love this letter of Paul to Timothy. Because I believe that Timothy, at some point in time, began to forget the kind of person he was. Praise the Lord. Let me give you a case in context. Timothy was made a pastor of a church that was filled with adult people. Praise God. And so you could say that he was in over his debt. He was a young boy, but Paul wrote him a letter and said that you what you must stir up the gift. Look at what he says here. He says, I remind you to stir the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of hands. Praise God. There is a deposit of God in every single one here. But the idea of the enemy is to make us afraid because fear would always keep you on one spot. Praise the Lord. The aspect of fear is to keep you on one spot. And so long as you're on that spot, the devil is always pleased. When you look at the the children of Israel, the Bible said that when they got to the river, behind them was the Egyptians, ahead of them was the Red Sea. And God said to Moses, tell the people to do what? Go forward. Praise the Lord. You must be willing to dare. Things that have not been dead before. Praise God. Many times we shout here in church, Oh, they that that know their Lord, they shall be strong and they shall do exploit." It is better to do something afraid than not to do at all. Praise God. Because even in your fear, God still understands. And that's why as you journey along, boldness begins to grow. That is why Paul was telling Timothy in verse 7 that you must remember The spirit you have that was deposited in you at salvation is not the spirit of fear, but the spirit of love, of power, and of a sound mind. And so, I'm telling you this morning, you have what it takes. Praise the Lord. That dream that God has given you, you have what it takes. Yes, you might look at yourself being inadequate, but if if it is God who has called you to do it, God will back you up. Praise the Lord. And if God be for you, who then can be against you? Praise the Lord. And... in in conclusion the last one here is that we must be mindful of detractors and be paying attention to our instructors praise god and i will explain who are our detractors here detractors are anyone or anything that shifts your attention from what god has commanded you to do praise god your detractors are those things or those people who shift your attention from what God has commanded you to do. The opposite are your instructors. They are the ones who guide you in doing what God has called you to do. Praise the Lord. First Kings 20 verse 40, a very interesting story again. The Bible said that, And the man said that while your servant was so busy here and there, he was gone. Praise the Lord. While he was busy here and there, you must be mindful of distractions. Praise God. You must pay attention to distractions. And the reality of it is this. Is that sometimes your distraction could be what? Your success of yesterday. Praise God. Because as a child of God, the Bible tells us that the path of the just, it shines what? Brighter and brighter unto a more perfect day. But the reality of it is what? As you begin to accomplish destiny, you must always remember what Paul said. What The one thing that I do is that what? I forget those things that are behind me. And I what? I press forward onto the mark. Praise God. I press forward onto the mark. Because the success of yesterday could be your enemy of progress for tomorrow. Praise God. Yes, you may have, God may have used you to accomplish certain things. But there is more that God is willing to do. Praise God. There is more that God is willing to do. And so you must be looking out for what instructors, Who are those that God has sent my way? Who are able to help me to best what God has called me to do? Because the reality of this is this. Everything God has called you to do, somebody has done it before. Praise God. Before a Mary, there was always an Elizabeth. Praise God. And the essence of Elizabeth in your life are to carry or to midwife you into best in what God has called you to do. Praise God. And so you must be looking out for your instructors. You know, a popular quote said that when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. When are you willing to take the day you decide that God, you know what, I'm willing to follow you on this path. Along the line, you begin to see your instructors. Because the Bible says in Jeremiah 3 verse 15, it says that, And I will give you shepherds. The essence of a shepherd is to guide the sheep. Praise the Lord. Is to guide the sheep to a certain destination. That is why it says, He leads me beside the still waters. Praise the Lord. It says, I will give you shepherds according to my heart who shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Praise God. It's, your, it's, it's God's idea that he gives you instructors who will guide you to ensure that you don't lose your way. But it will only take us to be humble. Praise God. Because your instructors might come from the least likely place. But it will take discernment to know if this person is really supposed to be the person who would guide me into where God would have me be. Praise God. And I will end with this: You know, a man of God said that destiny is never conferred on any person. Your destiny is God's agenda, but it will take your responsibility to do the work. Praise God! It's your responsibility to do the work towards its fulfillment. I remember one day when I used to live on Agar Street. I was climbing the stairs. That's why I remember it clearly. I was about to open the door to my bedroom. I heard the voice of God tell me your everything you want to be of your life is entirely up to you praise god everything you want to be in this life is entirely up to you and so for everyone that is here today there is no limit to what god is willing to do there is no limit because your destiny is unlimited in scope. but are you willing to take responsibility are you willing to take responsibility for many of us, we are fond of blaming people why things don't work. It is only those that take responsibility that defeat their excuses and ensure that they are able to deliver results. But guess what? When it comes to the dealings of God, God does not reward effort. God rewards what? Results. The Bible said that the kingdom of God is like a man who was going to a far country. And he gave his servants five. Some he gave three. and Another one he gave one. When he came back, he did not ask, what did you do? Did you make effort? No. He says, what? What is the result? There must be a result. And for us to deliver results, we must do what? Take responsibility. Hallelujah. We must do what? Take responsibility. Your destiny is in your hands. And it's up to you to make the best of what God is willing to do. Praise the Lord. And for those of us who are here today, or for those who are watching us online, the very first step to taking responsibility is salvation. Praise God. Because even the scripture said that how can we neglect so great a salvation? Praise God. The very first step to taking responsibility is what? Salvation. And so if you're yet to make Jesus the Lord of your life, why don't you just bow your head wherever you are with me and just say, Lord Jesus? Forgive me of my sins. I acknowledge that I am a sinner. And on the third day you died for me. And you rose again on the cross of Calvary. I ask that you will cleanse me with your blood. And grant me the privilege to walk in the realities of the new creation. Even as I confess you as my Lord and my personal Savior. In Jesus mighty name. Father I pray for everyone who has heard your word this morning. I ask that, Lord, you who is able to keep, preserve this word in their hearts in the name of Jesus. That we are able to run with this, O oh God, that come the end of this year, our song would be, see what the Lord has done. What he said he would do has fully come to pass. And we have just come to give you all the glory. Blessed be your holy name, O oh God, in heaven. In Jesus' mighty and matchless name we have prayed. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah.